What's good? It's your boy Trader Realist from Real Last Conversations, and this episode number 48, and we got a brand new year, 2023, coming in strong. Got one of my good homeboys here from Missouri, my boy Savage. Bless the pie for the one time. What's good, Sav? You want to drop your social media? Uh, I don't have no socials, man. I don't have no uh, no big. So I got Snapchat. Uh, I'm not gonna drop it. The reason why I got it, like I said, uh, mentioned earlier, just it's personal. So a classic, man. Wow, no, it, that's rare to not have any social media. Do you feel like you have more time on your hands? Uh, nah, cause you gonna. I feel like you find time for what you want to find time for. Like people don't need time for social media, but they find time for it. So I don't know. I just use that time to do probably other inconvenient things like play video games maybe or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. probably not really the most constructive. It's not like I'm doing other productive things with that time I would have normally been on social media because I had social media at one point. But um, Do you miss it? Uh, Yeah, I miss it sometimes because you be out the loop sometimes. Like Snapchat keeps – they done real good job like over the years keeping you in the loop. I do not be on Snapchat no more. It, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's good now? Um, I wouldn't say it's good, but it's done a better job of keeping you in the loop. But at one point, it was like if you didn't have no Instagram or like no Facebook or whatever, like you probably was out the loop. You know what I mean? Because I feel like every social media platform stole the like the blueprint of Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? Like they, with the whole stories and all and of the that. Scrolling, yeah. Took the whole swag of it, and now it's like, all right, now Snapchat got to be relevant again. But I'm. I don't be a social media like me as I used to, but it's more so that I just really just post my own thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I think before I used to go on and just to see what people were doing, but I'm at the age where it's just like, hey, I post my ideas and there's people like respond to it. You know, I go off of that, but I'm trying to like, you know, get away from social media. Cause I remember like when I did take a social media break, like I had so much more confidence if it makes sense like i felt more confident about myself because it's almost like you're competing with somebody when you have social media and you don't even know it definitely and 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 that's what it kind of gets into like it makes it social media and not reality that's what makes the 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 competing with others makes you kind of like who you're not you know what i mean and that's why people be kind of fake on social media like that's what people a lot of people on social media complain about like, and now you gonna throw nobody. But we all probably know somebody who's like, like that on social media. But you see them and they're not like that in exactly. real life. You know what I mean? Whether that the energy don't transfer over hundred percent. And with that being, that's a direct correlation of like trying to compete with something you're not. Whether that's finance, people trying to spend more money than what they got because they got to keep up with the next on social media or whatever it might be, but. I think that's a direct correlation. Did you ever see uh Ha Ha Davis interview on Million Dollars Worth of Game? Yes. Where he was like he had like four million followers and still living in his mom's mom basement. basement. Yep. And that's crazy. Like you can have that many followers and you don't know what this person really living in real life. I've came like I yeah. There's people in St. Louis who have like maybe not that many, but three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand. And maybe they have more now. But back when I had it, which was I'm talking like four or five years ago, they had 200,000, 300,000 on um, social media, and they was still not making, like, like money. money like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they might have got a paid ad or whatever, but they weren't, like, kind of like I said, like, he wasn't making no money. Like, you couldn't live off of it. Like, you got a check, and it's, like, cool, but you know what I mean? So, going to that, this is uh, what I don't like about social media lately. 
I really feel like it's been dividing, especially people of our generation when it comes to like men and women. Like I've been seeing that real heavy. I don't know whether you've been like up to date with things in the media, like the Tory Lane and in mm-hmm. uh, the Megan yeah. Stallion case, but it's just like I'm seeing different things on social media. And honestly, when I think when it comes for like you know black people, it just I just never seen like, such a force affect people before. Like I don't think social media affects different demographics like it do with like, black culture in a way. Well, if that makes sense. Well, who controls it though? What 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 is like? What's the vibe? On like the what's the wave of social media? Like who controls it? So when it when something happens, who is it gonna affect the most? But that, but that's true. But I also feel like, say for an example, if there's a case between two white celebrities, I'm not gonna see on social media people bash each other for their opinions because of it. If anything, they might keep it to themselves talk to their spouses and their friends, but they don't project it on social media. I feel like social media is like a platform where we really put our all into it when it comes to like, all right, this is like finite. That's what I don't like. Seeing some of these past cases like the Tory Lane, Megan Thee Stallion case, it's almost like, oh, if you felt one way, I can't mess with you no more. I don't want to be your friend no more. And I remember there was a time where it was like you could have different opinions and still be friends. And mind you, it's not for all subjects. I don't, you know, not everybody perfect, but what's wrong with somebody saying like, hey, I don't want to judge anything until I, I see the whole case? People be wanting, it's the time and the day that we live in and I like that 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 immediate. And I don't know, maybe it's part of social media, but that immediate, that like, they always want it now. But, it, and, it, and it is, it's almost like, like you said earlier with Snapchat, we get our information from social media. So it was like, we're getting our information on like third party blog sites yeah. rather than reliable sources like CNN, True. ABC, different things like that. And that's what I don't like. It's like, we take the shade room and like say cheese, different things like that to heart. Fact. For real, like, they'd be like, oh, this happened in the court case just because somebody was outside and overheard it. And it's been multiple times where, like, that's happened early on and we've seen that, like, that whatever vlog that came out on the shade room or whatever it was, it might not have been necessarily true or all the way false, but, like, we've seen how it literally had nothing to do with the ultimate, you know what I mean, decision or whatever it might have been in the situation. So I don't know exactly why people literally go to that conclusion but i think it's because of they just the time of the day and they want it like right now they don't want to wait for nothing like whether it's for anything i mean anything everybody's so used to having it in the palm of their hands right now in the generation even i am a i'm a victim of it too like we don't even want to load up like when some take too long we hit reload on the safari bar like you know what i mean like it's just I think it's the time of day. Everybody just want everything right now. Uh, Tyler, Tyler McLemore was telling me y'all was talking about something like this like a few weeks ago when it comes to like <sighs> how social media is killing individuality. Yeah. Can so, you like break down that? He, he he said an article, but I didn't read it though. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, I didn't nah, read it yet. But. We're not going to, it's, it's really, I'm not going to tap too into it, honestly. Why we, you know type tap into man, it? What bro, you mean? He get it too. So, so. We get into it deep, man. It, it's kind of like, again, who really controlling it? You know what I mean? That's kind of what we get into it. And I don't want to get into that on camera um, for various reasons. We can talk about it. I don't want to read. Man, look, it's real deep. 
I think okay. th- I'm not like no no big like conspiracy thing, but I think like that stuff like is controlled by somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean. So with that being said, I don't want to get into it, but social media literally kill p- people. Forget who they are because of social media. Kind of like what we touched based on earlier. If you're trying to be this person or you're trying to be that person, you will literally lose who you really are in that process. Like yeah. whether that's you know. Oh, you want more girls? Like you want to use? Like you want more girls? You want more money? You want more clothes, cars, whatever it might be? You might lose yourself in that process. Like you know, you might become that, and that's what me and T Mac was more so touching based on, and how people lose themselves, and they don't. It's it's less individuality in the world because of it. It's a lot of people who are like each other because of social media, because like yeah. they trying to be like that person, like. Kim Kardashian, let's just use that that one woman for example. Um, look how many Kims look like look like Kim. Like, you know what I mean? Just whatever it might be, or the Kylie's or whatever, whoever. And, and, and that goes with the whole like different lifestyles and opinions, like you said. We were talking about we were talking earlier. I was telling you how the past few years I've been trying to be more mindful with how I say things because I don't want to come off as being insensitive or have my thoughts misconstrued by the audience to be like, oh, I'm coming off of being spiteful. But there's also parts of me where it's just like, why can't I just say my true feelings? Why am I scared to be my real self? Like, even if it might come off, you know, a little bit harsh, you people should know me and know that I'm not trying to be that way. But it's like part of me is like, I feel like people appreciate the fact that I, I am like, thoughtful when I speak about certain topics but also sometimes I do want to be a little toxic you know there's there's sometimes I want to say my true feelings and I'm scared to say my true feelings because how what people may think it you know they may Mm -hmm. may, may think of me or something like that or maybe like oh this person is not a a righteous person or something like that that's what social media will do if you have one idea that goes against the grain it's almost like you're like a villain. Like yeah, you're really a villain. That's, a, that's you know what, what that's like the cancel culture. Then you get canceled, right? That's what that's what they do. Um, and it takes away from your individuality. Like you really do. Like, especially um the people with the most following, because they can't do it the most. Yeah. The people with the most following on those platforms can't be their most genuine self because of the reason you just said. They have more of a like uh, say consequence when they go against the grain. You know what I mean? It's more at, at stake for them. So those people who have the most following, I feel like probably being, I don't know these people, so I don't know it, but those people probably being the least like themselves. Like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a scary time. Like, I would hate to be a, a kid during this time. I feel like when we was growing up, I mean, of course we had MySpace, but it wasn't that deep. Like all we wanted was a song on a profile. Yeah. All I wanted was numbers to roll down my damn my damn profile yeah, screen. You know what I'm saying? That's all I really wanted. And I wanted to be in my crush's top five. That's, that's it. Yeah. But nowadays it's just things are get, get get sent out so fast, it get consumed so fast by so many different masses of people that it just I feel like it's always the bad things. And it's like I have like I purposely on my Instagram follow positive pages that says nothing but positivity that had nothing but great great positive stories because i need that like i don't want to hear somebody die today i don't want to hear that you know somebody went to court or something tragic happened i want to hear some good news yeah no that's and that's a good thing i'm glad 
I, I think more people do that these days than in the past. Follow like positive affirmations or whatever it might be. But I just think overall social media can be like you making money, you doing what you got doing. I understand. But for me, like I said, just where I'm at, I don't like it because of the XYZs that we just said. Like, it's not I'm against it because, like, I had them. And, like, I get all the, man, it's people making millions of dollars off social media. Like, that would have never had it before. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's opening so many doors. It's crazy. So, I get it. I get all the pros that come with it. But for me, I just feel like I ain't making no money off of it. What if I'm scrolling down Instagram. Why not? I'm not an interesting guy, man. I'm not a. I'm not. Yo, that he all, he he be saying that. I think you are interested, man. Like I'm not. I might be a little interested, but I'm not interesting enough, and I'm definitely not an entertainer, because, like I said, you said you 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 kind of almost. You was an mastered. athlete though, man. At, like I was an athlete, not an entertainer. It's a difference. Like again, that's something. That's Nigga, a, you would catch the ball and do a flip. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool to do that stuff though, and that was more like an excitement, adrenaline in the rush, like a celebration. You know what I'm saying? But as far as again putting on a show, like if I don't feel like doing the flip, I don't want to do a flip. And well, that's what they just want me to do. Like that's what, like you say, they want to see me catch a ball and if, do a flip. If they paying you some M's, you ain't gonna be flipping. I do all the flips for a couple. Of <laughs> I can still tumble. But but all jokes aside, I don't think I could be like a real entertainer and like. You you touch base at it like you kind of almost mastered like speaking or navigating your words to where like you get your point across, but where like you come off like you know a little sensitive. I'm I ain't mastered that, and I'm unfortunately prideful, which we're working on. But when you mix those two together, I get on here and say what I feel, and I'll be canceled tomorrow. Were you always prideful? Yeah. I think so, unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like I had a side of me that's really powerful, but also I feel like I have like a real side of me that's like, all right, it's like, it's never that deep. But I feel like my prideful side is like low-key my negative side in a way. I feel yeah, like it always, it, co- it comes almost from like, oh, I want to prove you wrong type definitely. pride. No, facts. No, that's 110% correct. And like, I've got way better. I used to be way worse. Like, I used to be way worse. But when you you just get older, like I say, you get older and mature, and then you have relationships, and you realize that that can harm them, like, whatever it might be. So that you get way better at it. But to say I'm just prideless, no, nah, I have a lot of it, unfortunately. Like I say, unfortunately, because I know. Like, But I, when you mix that with not being able to um, be, like, insensitive or not say what you feel or be a little toxic as you say like i i'll probably be people would not like me uh so let's be a little toxic right now oh boy so you're mixed right yep so coming from that type of background do you feel like the reason you had to be prideful more because maybe you didn't fit on each on either side maybe Hmm. because maybe you felt like oh I got to, like, almost be better than the norm because people expect more from me? No, I don't think I don't think that had to do it because I was, like, it's like I came from a prideful household. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, it was just, 
Than so just, your whole family was prideful. Yeah, definitely as a whole, I would say more so for sure. But I probably took it up a little bit more of a notch. Um, but that wasn't. I don't know if it had anything to do. I definitely, I definitely had the the instances in life where you said like, "Oh, you don't fit in with the white people. You don't fit in with the black people." But I don't know if pride really had anything to do with that. What I was really trying to get at with that, I feel like sometimes when you're black. They try to make being pride being like a bad negative thing. Like you can't be prideful. Like I remember I saw like a video of like I think Venus or Serena Williams. There was kids and pretty much it was like they were like seven or like ten. Huh. And this interviewer was asking them like, "Hey, like, like how do you think you are when when it comes when, when it comes to uh, tennis? Like, or, or what do you want to be?" And she was like, "I want to be the best in the world, or I am the best in the world." She said, she said something along those lines, and he was like. What makes you think you're the best in the world? Because she's because I work hard and like I train for it. So he kept asking her over and over again. Like her answer was going to change, and eventually, like her dad came in. He was like, "She gave you the answer. Like take right. the answer." Almost it's almost like he wanted her to kind of be humble in a way. Because mm-hmm. he know, wasn't going. She wasn't. Going. She wasn't going. And it's, it's like you said, her dad came over. It was a household thing. That's why I say I don't know if it's really like a black people thing because the pride probably came from my black side more so. I, for me, like I feel like that's where like, like I think my, white people are free to be prideful though. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you can be prideful and you not look down at, upon like, or, like yeah, you're not looked at a humble. different way. Yeah, you know you, what you I'm saying? Be humbled, like yeah. it's almost like you know when it comes to sports, where it's like if you're a black quarterback who runs and throw the ball on flashy, oh he's a he's a risk. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like oh he's a he's too flamboyant. Like he's a problem in the locker room. All he wants is attention. But say if like you know Tony Romo or some white quarterback do it, oh this dude is facts. electrifying. No, like facts. it's like the terminology changes for when you're like you know white or something like that. That's that's always been the case. That's still the case to the day like um Aaron Rodgers with the celebrations with the uniform, the findings. Like he get fined less because like, I don't know if it's because he's white or play quarterback. I don't know the reason. White. But, you know, he get fines less than other players, and that's been documented and proven. But, yeah, that's definitely a thing. People, White people are way more prideful. It's, that, it's like a, what the, um, white privilege. You know, it go hand in hand with white privilege. You know, they feel more entitled about it anyway. So, yeah. But for me, I'm going to honestly say, like, my daddy black. So that's, like, where probably more my pride came for. Like, my daddy was going, like, when I scored a touchdown, like, why you just – Giving high five, like why you not celebrating? Like you know what I mean. So like, that's why I kind of bought and did a front flip or a back flip or whatever. But that's that's why we were talking about a little earlier. We were talking about my college, but I feel like you know when you black, you only celebrate with your black with your with your homies. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's only that's the only time when it's like celebrated. I hate that, but it's like, that way, but, but it's when so it's uni- but when it's universal, it's like it's not always received well. It was just like I remember one time in college. It's like we 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 scored a touchdown. We all getting hyped, and this a linebacker. I'm not gonna say his name. He was like, "Act like you've been there before." Like, no, I'm gonna act like I got this and I earned it every single fucking time. And I'm a, I'm gonna turn it on my on my guys. I'm like, I'm not going to be. Oh, we scored seven points. Yeah, yeah, go back to the line. No, like nah. Like I'm gonna celebrate my boy. And and that's funny you said it because in high school that that was the mentality. Like we were, um, you know. <laughs> Blue collar, they say blue collar boy. They was they had a lot of money. They was blue collar, yeah. hard nose. Which don't get me wrong, we grinded like we were hard working kids or whatever. But that was our mantra, and they kind of had like the same attitude. Like we don't celebrate. We 
And to me, just get the ball to the ref. And like shit. from even from like Jay, like a little kid, like my daddy was telling, like like we not gonna like bro. We watched Muhammad Ali growing up. We not gonna knock you. I was gonna knock you. I was gonna talk some trash while we knocking you out. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I always was like, man, high school, I got like only three penalties for celebrating, and uh, I think the only reason why I only got three because I didn't do it a lot because of the high school I went to. Like it was. Like you was frowned upon, like like you say, like you was a. Do you do you remember the celebrations? What you did? One was a point. It was so lame. I remember it because it was the lamest celebration on a pick six, and I think one was I guess I um I don't know what the actual for it could have been post, but they called it pre because they didn't count the touchdown. But I started walking to the end zone, mm -hmm. and I scored the touchdown, but. As I like walked, the dude like hit me. Like, you know, you know, I'm about to cry. He ain't let yeah. me walk in his end zone, understandable. And I turned around and hit him. And I again, they said it was because I was walking, I guess. So they took away the touchdown. That's why I remember that one too. And I don't remember the third one. But I only got penalized like three times. But for me, that was like good because like I was, if I deflected a pass, like you said, it's not, oh, I deflect three passes today. No, I'm about to. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to deflect another one, so I'm going to let you know I'm going to deflect this one. So that's kind of the approach I always had. And in high school, it was the opposite. Like, it was the, oh, you're attention grabber. Like, you're, like, you know, flamboyant. Um, I don't even remember all the names they used to say, bro. But, you know. So with everything that happened with college sports and things like that, me now, I kind of wish I went to an HBCU. And it's not because of Deion Sanders at prime time. It's just because I have friends who went to HBCUs and I kind of liked the environment. I feel like I did appreciate going to a PWI because it gave me the opportunity to learn how to communicate and pretty much fellow be, be you know, pretty much communicate and be around people of different races. Like Thanks. before that, I didn't know how to like ver verbalize or how to like even conduct myself around white people. I was telling you earlier, like I never really seen a white person in my neighborhood. So I went to college and it was such a different world to me when I first got there where I was like, I really have to watch what I say. You got to Missouri and saw all white people. Yeah. So I saw all white people, saw a lot of different, mindsets and you know a lot of judgment too you know oh, yeah. a lot of judgment comes comes with that type of territory as well but i i appreciate the lessons it did teach me but sometimes i wish i went to hbcu so i can kind of really have a black experience in school i, I you know i kind of I, I feel like in college i didn't really enjoy it because it was just like nothing we could really do it was like three bars yeah number country Thanks. music and if you did hear some some hip-hop it was damn nelly <laughs> getting hot in here type shit like you know what I'm saying hey, With, you know which is cool and you know when we did have black parties it would get shut down all the time why fact. why cause it's black more than likely I mean you know that's just what no. it is it's, it's, when, off rip do you, do you you know I went to HBCU no I went to, did you know I went to uh, Lincoln before Reggie went there I I do remember now that you say it I remember it okay, now. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah 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 okay I do remember it so, but did you feel bad? No. Do you have any regret leaving Lincoln, or did you feel like SEMA was a better move at the time? Uh, hundred like percent. When I made the move, it was no doubt. In hindsight, I still feel like SEMA was the better move, just because of the connections. Like I wouldn't be where I am professionally, et cetera. Would I don't know if I would be anyway without me attending SEMA and making those connections. However, um, 
as far as football, I mean, balling at a, at a, uh, in the MIAA was nice. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that was dope. So I think from that aspect, it would have, that, I, I look back and I'm like, ah, I could have stayed, but I don't know. Again, we talked about it earlier, it wouldn't have been worth it in the long run because what connections would I have gotten from that small HBCU, unfortunately? Like, you know, yeah. that's just the case in the, in the real world. You don't have as many opportunities when you go to a, a graduate from a university like, like that, especially um, that size HBCU. We talking like one of the, you know, smaller HBCUs out there. So with Deion Sanders going to HBCU and now departing one, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like he left the mission undone? Do you feel like he added more value to the whole pro to the whole like program and movement? What is your thoughts? Because to me, this sounds like a real racial episode, and and to me, it, it, it built up. It's been a few months <laughs> since I podcasted, and to me, it's just like my people are our own biggest critics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is what it it's is. like. I didn't see people say, I will never mess with this guy again. He cheated these these boys. He uh he's manipulating his sons. All this fi- all this foul stuff to a man who does nothing but kind of bring light and bring positivity to the sports of football, especially to people of our color. I'm gonna say my granny say ignorance is dumb. Those people don't know the we just spoke. Who who you think about the play in Colorado? His boy, his, so what kids is being left high and dry? What did he not complete? He signed a contract for two years, and he said he's going to win two championships. What did he do? So, like, I, those people, I agree. Like, I see where – I don't agree. I see where they're coming from because that's that prideful. And it just, like, that's that's what it is. Like, they feel like he should be there forever because he's the best and because of what he's done. I understand it. But in reality, he completed the mission. He bettered the program, and the kids like the kids gonna. We were just saying like they gonna the, the one on. they gonna hit the portal exactly. And like we were saying earlier, it's kind of like he lit the fire, so it's up to us to keep fanning it and to keep that fire growing and burning. I never really believed in the whole fact that one man can save us all kind of thing. Yeah, and that mentality that oh now that Dion's gone. The whole the whole mission is in turmoil. I, I'm not going to be a a co-signer today. I don't I don't believe that. I'm not a big believer in it either. Like I said, I I, I see the perception where they're coming from, but in and maybe coming from somebody who left HBCU for a, a predominantly white school, but I just think if you have a chance to, that's what we all doing in life, right? We bettering opportunities for ourselves, our loved ones. If that's what he's doing. You can't blame no man for that at the end of the day. So at the very, very bottom raw end, that's what he's doing. So you can't blame him for it. And as far as everything else, as far as the culture, the movement, and all that stuff that he had going, it he did what he said he was going to do. So I saw somebody that I know. Uh, I don't even know whether they're going to see this or not. They reposted like a, a video of his son pretty much saying like how he was sad to leave Jacksonville pretty much. And she was just like, look, even his son is showing that he don't want to leave. And all I can say is that, you know how many like places I felt emotional leaving, but I still wanted to leave. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I felt emotional leaving because I was leaving behind, you know, certain relationships. But that doesn't mean I don't want to go. 
It's just that, you know, I'm just saying bye to a certain point in my life. And I feel like it's always people who don't play sports who want to put so much into it. It's just mm-hmm. like I didn't cry for so many different bullshit in sports because it brought out different emotions out of me. Yeah. Like that's one thing I can say about I, I'm thankful for football because it made me a well-rounded individual whether I liked it or not. Fact. And I and I, I appreciated that. And then just like when people say things like 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 every like they just know what's in, what's going on. It's like y'all don't know what's going on. These athlete minds. Like any real athlete want the best opportunity. A better opportunity is Colorado. And I simple as that. That's why I said at the very bottom at the most basic grand scheme of things. If he get if he better in his opportunity, then it's like. Can't hate on no man, especially a black man, if that's what he's doing. Like at the end of the day, you know what I'm at saying. All. So that's why I don't, I don't blame him. But I, I understand like the, the kind of ownership and like it's kind of like even with, like um, just even certain households, you know, like well, I got my people, well, I got some of my people who in, who endure have a white girl like you know you can have no white like you know white, but it, it's because they keeping it not like they don't even yeah. want no mixed kid you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so with that being said it's like it's the same it's the same thing they want them they want prime he the best so they want them <laughs> they want them to itself that's yeah. all so i get it but he did what he said he was gonna do mm-hmm. and i don't blame him like i don't blame him at all all right so keeping it on football last night was monday night football man you know crazy game uh it it had a a a real sad note with Demar Hamlin he's uh the Bills safety he uh went in for a tackle and he got up and then he fell down and they had to bring out I think the defibrillator and like had to bring him back to life and it was a real crazy moment because I, to be honest in football I never really seen the time taken out to actually take care of a player, which I appreciate by the NFL. Like, they took the time out. Normally, it's almost like, all right, like, take it to the sideline and go on. And they really took time to really, like, you know, look after this dude. But it's to the point where it's like, we were talking earlier, like, what's the risk to reward when it comes to to, to this game? You know what I mean? Like, you had the whole Tua situation happen a few months ago with the concussion. He's still playing. I don't know why he's playing. But he had a concussion, and literally one of the top, like you know, brain surgeons was just like, I wouldn't. I told him I wouldn't. I wouldn't let my son play. Yeah. And he, this man's still playing, and it's almost like we were talking earlier. This football mentality is like you can't be weak. It's almost like you have the whole world in your back. Yeah. A lot of times, it's a way to make your whole family eat. Like your whole family probably came from poverty, and you're the, you're you're the meal ticket. Facts. A lot of people were saying the hit last night wasn't that hard. But my thing is, who know what this dude went through before that, whether it was practice, whether it was for a previous game. A lot of times us players lie to keep on playing, to get that paycheck. Yeah. To make sure that we have food on the table for our kids, family, mom, because it's all we know. And that's the sad part about it because it's just like it's hard to tell somebody don't do something when they've been playing it since they was a kid. Especially like when, when the something gets greater and the rewards get closer as you get, you know, to that like level. Exactly. So that's just all it is. So 
when you grow up and you in high school and you're like, oh, I got to get that scholarship, bro. You got just imagine being in the league. Like you said, you could only imagine what he re- like what could have been really going on when you get to that level and you know that paycheck is feeding your family. You know what I'm saying? So I get that. I get that perception from it, but man, it, it's just I've never seen nothing like that really um, on the football field. But kind of like you said, that that football bring that that raw emotion out of a grown man. And whatever all the players saw, you saw the raw motion. Like, we talking about some of the roughest, toughest perceived men in the United States anyway. Um, big 300-pound linemen. Crying you know, still Balling. So, whatever they witnessed, it brought out that raw motion that, that the field, like, you know, when you out there, it do. Um, like, it would be a brother or whatever. So, I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't even. I, I saw it live. I watched it all, but I have no. No, I'm not no doctor. I, I have. I, I woke up to it. Like I didn't even. I saw the replays, but I woke up and I saw like Facebook, and I went straight to the game, and I was like, "What's going on?" Dude, I saw it live, and I was um, I was actually eating dinner, and I I just saw the hit. I just thought um, I, I when I saw him get back up and pass out, I didn't think much of it. I was just like, "Oh, that's crazy." Then they it kept progressing, and when Everybody was like on the field, took a knee, and like they were doing CPR. I was like, "Oh, that's when I knew, like it was bad. It was crazy. Like, and then they they threw the tents up, and the cameras quit looking. Like the can like they the cameras like pretended. I wouldn't say like it wasn't going on, but they pretended like that he wasn't just right there. Like the cameras just literally was looking at players and fans. Like it wasn't going on the field when that happened. I was like, "Yeah, that's that's why I've never I've never seen nothing like that." So I'm conflicted because I also saw a lot of people in uproar against Skip Bayless. Yep, I saw that because he made a, a tweet pretty much saying like he don't understand why they took so much time out because it's a high profile <laughs> game and a lot of these injuries happen a lot of times. I would never say what Skip said. I would never not on this type of topic, but to keep it parallel or to to make the um, analogy, I guess you could say that's the type of stuff I would say to like. I would speak on and people be like, "What canceled?" Because like I wouldn't say that regarding this, but I get on if I had a platform, I get on there and, and say some stuff and people be like, "No," and I'd be canceled. It wouldn't dare be like because I actually disagree. Even though at the end, you know, he said even though it has nothing to like, he kind of I don't know what the quote was or but at the end of the tweet, he even said like even though it pretty much don't matter because this has happened. I still think like oh, you can't say nothing like that. It's just it's too sensitive of a topic, and we live in too sensitive of a time for that. I'm kind of conflicted with it because part of me is like it is true. You know how many times we we've been at football practice and somebody goes down and they just like move twenty yards up. Yeah, keep the keep the game going. Yeah. I am conflicted because I saw first take today. Not first take. What's it called skipping skipping Shannon. Uh, What's the thing called again? Uh, Undisputed? <laughs> I, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I, I was watching their show, and this man, Skip, is crying, saying, I just never seen. like It was like the total opposite of what he said. You know, I understand, you know, you shouldn't really double down on that, but I would have respected it more if he would have just been like, you know, like, this does happen. I do apologize for what I said, but, like, look at the stats in and a it, way. And it's just really for the people, but how many followers does Skip got? Probably a million. Like and that's when I say, like, the bigger the following, the more they probably not really themselves. I'm <laughs> just saying, true. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that just to go back on it. Like, yeah. 
he got all them people. He can't be himself because of that backlash that he gets from it. So that's why I say the people who got the most following really don't even be expressing their real feelings via social media, via platforms anyway. You catch them with a can, like, you know, you catch them off, catch them at a bar catching a drink, you know, you might see the real skip. You might tell you, oh, they, I lost millions of dollars on that game because they wanted to cancel it or whatever it might have been. You know, he ain't going to say that on camera. I don't know if he did gamble on it. I'm just saying whatever the topic or whatever the, the the reasoning why he thought the game should go on because it was so important to the league or whatever it might have been. I can believe he would talk about that at the bar. Like, you catch him at a bar, he'll chop it up with you. Yeah. Bro. We talking, we talking about, I, I want to know the real you. Like, whether you a bad person, good person, I want to know who you are rather than you give me a fake version and you talk talk a different way behind my back. Dang, and I want to ask you some questions since you just said What's that. up? So, and I, it's kind of about the – curve a little bit the, the topic but when you talk about that and you kind of want to know the real people how do you meet individual these days like especially of the opposite sex because if if you if you on social media if you be so worried that it's not the real them how do you even really meet them by by being real yourself i give you an example i'm not even going to say her name i was telling you earlier uh a girl reached out to me on Facebook. She pretty much was like, hey, I find you attractive. Actually, she didn't even say that. It was so funny. Yo, girls are so funny. Like, she she was like, are you married? <laughs> you gotta- uh, she said, are, that was a question. She said, are you married? I said, no. Why? And she was just like, just wanted to know. And I was just like, so you just wanted to know? And she was like, no, I actually like you, and I kind of wanted to shoot my shot. And I was just like, so shooting your shot is asking me, am I married? And I was just like, well. Is that not, though? What? I think that's a that's that's it. That's shooting your shot. I think if a woman or a man walk up to the opposite sex and say, are you married? That's a shot. You think so? Huh? I, 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 I maybe know. I'm too old school. No, but, no. But maybe, a, maybe I'm just too, like, you know, reserved back. I don't know. But to me, I, it would have been like, hey, like. I'm interested in you. That, that's how I, I don't. So we're getting back into what you were saying. So you're talking about how to, how to be honest, open, and know whether somebody real or not. So I could have been like any dude, because she's a beautiful lady. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I could have been like any dude. It could have like fed some lies. But what I do instead, I was just like, hey, right now you stay in Jersey. I stay in Texas. I said that's already one thing that I'm not willing to like negotiate on right now. Because right now I'm focused on myself. I said right now I'm in a phase where I'm unsure of myself. Like I just lost a job and got an- another job. I'm not even that, you know, I don't even know whether I'm going to be happy at this new job. You know, I don't know whether I can really take care of a full family. I feel like when a man's unsure, he shouldn't be dating. And I said right I now like I shouldn't be dating you because I am I don't know where I'm at. I'm confused with my, in my life right now. I said, of course, I find you beautiful. And I would love to, like, you know, court you. But I said, right now, it's just not the time. I said, especially if you're not here. I said, I need somebody next to me if I am going to, like, start dating. Like, I need to, like, have you here and work through things together in person. I don't like the long distance either. I agree with that. And she was just like, wow, that's crazy. And I was just like, did I say something wrong? And she sent me, like, she sent me, like, like, a voice message. She was just like, yo, like, I never had a man be so honest before, like, I'm assuring myself too. Like, 
I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm really like she started like really like telling her real her yeah, real you side. Know it more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it made me appreciate it more because we had like a real connection. Huh. And it took for me just to be like, yo, like this is me right now. I could have easily had been. So that's what it takes. So that's what you got to do. You essentially got to you got to be the one who. You got to be the one. I don't want to even call it vulnerability because it's not vulnerability because you're really just being yourself. But yeah. you're the one who got to go out of there to, to get that. All right. I'm just curious because I, I really feel like people are scared. You said the whole vulnerable thing. I feel like people are really just scared to say the truth. And when I say the truth, I mean about anything. And that's my issue. Like, I, like that's my issue to a fault. Where it's just like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you everything outright. But if you ask me something, I'm not going to hide it from you. Like, I don't be real. Like, like this. Like, if we're in an intimate setting and you ask me like, a certain question, and I, I value this 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 friendship relationship, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you know my real thoughts. And I feel like people really, even though even though you might get canceled for some thoughts. Mm-hmm. I feel like in real life, when you really meet people and can really explain it past like 350 characters, yeah, people really do like be like, "All right, I, I get what you're saying." They can get your, I intent. get your vibe. They get your intent exactly. Yeah, you they get saying? your intentions because that's another thing about social media. With these words, it's like it can come off real cold sometimes, but you don't even mean it like that. When your whole tone of voice and everything can make it sound totally different. Yeah, and that's it goes along with it's not really what you say all the time. It's kind of how, how you, you say it. it. You know what I mean? And, and how you say it on social media or on any platform for that matter, whether it's text message or whatever it might be, don't they don't know how you say it. They're, it's how they perceived it. See what I'm saying? So how they perceived it is how they perceived it. It might not even be how you said it. Like, I don't know, an exclamation. You might accidentally put an exclamation point at the end of a text and they're like, whoa, hey, I'm so happy to come yeah. see me. Uh, you might be like, on the way, exclamation point. So they're like, oh, he's super excited. Like, when in reality, you just like on the way. Like, you know how many times you put LOL and you're not laughing? Or you put like a, a crying <laughs> exactly. emoji and no. your face straight as fuck? You, like pe- <laughs> people just will like you said, instant gratification at yeah. the end of the day. But to uh, go back to the previous topic with the whole injury, well, all the injuries happening with sports, would you still let your kids play? Um, I'm My kids, whenever I have them, I, they can, I'm going to support them whatever they do, any sport. Will I lead my kid to play football? No. I'll guide them for sure. Other ways, other avenues, soccer, whatever fall sport, like I say, probably soccer um, that goes on. But I always had that perception, especially before the hit yesterday, but I've always had that perception. I played in my whole life. Like, I played football from 5 to 22, 21, whatever I was doing. And when I think about it, I was so – I was at a disadvantage pretty much. As soon as puberty kicked in, I was at a disadvantage. Like, was I faster than probably everybody, quicker than everybody? More than likely, but it was like the, the raw strength. Like, if I'm a kid, if I'm a boy, I'm 16 years old, I weigh 155 pounds and I'm 5'8", I can only lift so much weight, like, period. Like, you know what I mean? And when you got a, a kid who's your exact same size, who's 6'3", lived in he gonna live way more way so like i always kind of knew i was at a disadvantage so i'm gonna steer my kid in a different direction because of that not so more so because of the violent stuff of it that stuff's scary but that's the freak like you know what i mean like i don't want to 
say that can happen to anyone as if that that's happens every day. But like, you know, some some of that freak of nature, especially if he doesn't have any underlying issues, is just so it's kind of like the heat stroke. Like, unfortunately, there's kids who die all the time because they're out there running around in the heat. Like, you know what I mean? During football, two days or whatever it might be. Um, but I don't I wouldn't steer him. I'm personally steering him a different direction. If if he wants to play football, I'm gonna let him. I'll be the that that's how my dad raised me. He let me do every sport. And it's crazy. I always kind of felt like he wanted me to do baseball and basketball. That's what I I pursued, but I sucked at those sports. I hated it, but I kinda wanted his I kinda wanted his approval in a way, because sure. he was good at those sports. But it was just like I say it every time, my boy Brandon, he signed me up for for uh, Pop Warner, seventh grade. Changed my life. Yeah. I, I was a kid. I used to – I was that little fat boy that used to that used to just want to do the opposite. Like, like oh, you should play football. No, I don't want to do football. I was that kind of kid. Uh-huh. It was just like not listening, but, oh, my friends want me to do it. I'll, I'll go do it then. It's almost just like, oh, your parents tell you do it as a kid. I don't want to do it. Your friends, all right, I'll do it. Then you, who you're around. you can go beat up on people. Exactly. <laughs> I, I wanted to go do it. I was I was great. I was great at the sport. You know what I'm saying? I found love with it. I ain't fall out of love with it until college. And like we were saying college earlier, you do it, man. It make a business. Like, and they go for a lot of professions, but when you become a business, like you see if you really love it or if you don't love it. That's exactly. True. And we were talking about the risk of the reward. I say the reward is like I met people like you. I met like a lot of amazing people. In football, I made a lot of great bonds. I got memories that I will have for like for years. Like, yeah. I, like my my house, my my family house burned down ten years ago. All my medals, all my newspaper clippings gone, but my memories are still here. Yeah, and I will never lose that. I will, I will never lose that. And that's what make it worth it. And at the end of the day, like in all seriousness, and that's why you see that raw emotion on the field that you see, like mm-hmm. between you know those individuals on the field, because at the end of the day. Even in the pros, like when the money gone or when you're done playing, at the end of the day, what you do, you got those those individuals. And I would say the same thing. Most of my relationships I've built, again, I played football since I was five. So, like, my first friend, friend, like I'm talking about, like, sleepover friend was from football. Like, you know, I'm sleeping over at his granny house to come sleep over my granny house. Like, you know what I mean? So, that's kind of un – to me, that's, like, that's the, that's the part where it's like you can't really put, like uh, – it's like it's unmeasurable almost like you know what I mean it's like the risk ain't worth the reward at the end of the day but when you gain those relationships and you do all that stuff and you get the experiences and the memories it's kind of like you know when it wasn't it wasn't that bad but everybody got different degrees because I know if I like T-Mac thank God he good and he healthy but like if I was like him and, and heaven forbid he wasn't able to like function properly because of his um surgery like it wouldn't be worth it for me Personally, like, I would be mad if I found out in 10 years, like, I got to have a surgery because I play football. Like, I get it. It's, I wouldn't be mad as in, like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'd be mad as in, like, damn, that probably made it with, like, look, not worth it. Like, you know what I mean? I definitely don't feel like college, college is worth <laughs> it. And that's just because, like, like you said, I have injuries to the day. I'm not even going to get to all of it. But I have injuries today that is just, like, damn. yeah. Like I told you before, the goal was to go to the NFL, and and when you lose your love halfway through, and that that mission ain't incomplete, it's almost just like, what was it for? Yeah, you know kinda, what I mean. Yeah, 
but like you said, like, well, like I said, the relationships you build is just like, that's something you got to cherish. And, you know, we got friends in the league, like, you know, Mike Ford, yeah. he out there doing his thing. Ford is still doing his thing. That's incredible. Yeah. How, 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 how's his head right now? Great. I just <laughs> texted him last night because of what happened. So I just talked to him coincidentally, but yeah, he good. He's good. Um, yeah, I can't. I don't want to actually give you the great. I give you the great news off camera or something. Bro. Okay, okay. But he doing he doing good. All I know, um, nothing crazy. Like no, when I say great news, <laughs> professional great news. Like he doing good. Like you know what I mean. He he got a contract and everything. So good. No, I'm like, about to say, he like I'm about to say he he like he living that life. Like he's one of the few who is still doing it. Yeah, that's why I said, that's why I'm saying like he actually still in there doing it. That's incredible. So and. I, like I said, it's just but his so, body good though. Oh yeah, from what I know, I know he had an ankle injury um not too long ago, but he been playing here. Yeah, he healthy from I don't know hundred percent. Um, that boy a beast. Yeah, it's in, yeah that stuff wild man. That stuff wild and like I just like I said, just coincidentally talked to him just because of last night. Just you know, just told him like man, cher told you how much you cherish somebody because man that could be him. You know, you somebody like. He only a two year safety, you know. Yeah, like you say, he trying to provide, you know. So, and the same uh, thing Mike doing. So that stuff crazy. That video, that video of him buying the mom a crib was crazy. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, no, that's like every boy's dream, honestly. Man, I, it's unbelievable what he would like. And then seeing like specific, like you know, you don't know, but Alden so small and it's like rugged. You know what I mean? It's not the nice. So definitely moving his mom out to that from there. It's a dream buying your mama house, let alone doing that. Like that's in, that's real life goals. Like for real, for real, like that. That's incredible. So you out in Dallas, man. So you will move out here next? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody out here, I tell you that I've been thinking about it, but you the I last of a dying breed, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm from the Lou. I'm I like home. Look, it ain't the look. The Lou dangerous though. I mean Dallas dangerous too, but I, I don't will, know. I find the Lou the, more dangerous. Look, if you look. Uh, the Lou is special, man. If you can make it out the Lou, anywhere, man. You, you, if you in the, if you out there, and the, if you in St. Louis, and you in them, you them ways, and you been them ways, I say you can almost. I don't speak for every city because I know every city dangerous. Don't give me like every city guy, but if you didn't been through the ways in St. Louis, I feel like you can, you you built for it. Like you know what I mean. You got a little tough, like you know you 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 can handle tough skin. Like people out here compared to. Even was like the white people, like they just nicer. Like it's crazy to even say it, but because you further south, like you yeah. know what I'm saying. But they they nice, like you know even even the white people in St. Louis, like they they rugged. But it's dangerous. For Racist. Sure. I mean, I mean, I think. Well, <laughs> let me be quiet. <laughs> they it's um it's some definitely it's a lot of them actually, man. It's Missouri, bro. But but like I said, it's dangerous. But I don't know if I'm gonna come to Dallas, man. I like it. It's it's dangerous. You got your outskirts too, though, in St. Louis. Like St. Louis is bad in St. Louis. You can get out 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 of St. Louis and be there's, comfortable. There's two sides of St. Louis, though. There's some nice parts of St. Louis. Yeah, that's why I'm, that's why I'm saying like you can get into like the west side of St. Louis and be in some nice areas. Even like, bro, my my boy Fowler got married in uh, St. Louis, and I was like, this is a nice ass city when I was with him and his his uh, his crew. <laughs> You can't. But when I'm with like my boys, Eric hey, and um, I'm like, yo, why are the windows cardboard, cardboarded hey, up and shit like I'm that? Saying. Like, damn. Yeah, he took you them ways. That's how it is, though. It, it, that's why I say you go there, you live, you live there, and you experience just the day to day interaction just out there. You, 
I don't want to say be good everywhere because you just you never know. But you you be most places you'll be good off. I feel like St. Louis a a mold you. It'll mold the individual. Like you you ain't got no St. Louis in you, boy. But I swear you go live in St. How long you been at Dallas? Five years. You go move in St. Louis for five years. You'll be talking like her. There. It it molds you. I'm telling you, it just makes you. I saw this out. I'm more country when I went to Missouri. My friends say because because you because you was in the you was in the boot hill. That's country. Yeah, I'll go back home. My friends will be like, "You sound country as hell." Yeah, like I don't, I don't even have my New Jersey accent anymore. That shit been going. Yeah, you go to St. Louis. It a it a it a mold you for the like. I ain't saying it's a bad way, but like it'll just change you. Like you gonna adapt to St. Louis because of like the the gritty or nitty, whatever you want to call it. Like you know what I mean, like. People say, like, I came out, like, why are you staring? I'm like, oh, I didn't. Like, I guess people in St. Louis literally stare at people a little too long because I didn't even realize it until I realized, like, somebody's like, why are you staring so hard? I'm like, oh, my bad. I'm just observing. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? But in St. Louis, if you ain't, you know, if you're not observing. You might be liking. You hear me. So that's just all it come down to. I do. I do. Um, I like it. Though. I don't know if I'm going to get out of it, unfortunately. Not unfortunate because I like it, but. I'm not in the I'm not in the city though. I ain't been in the city in a long time. So, all right. So we coming to the end. I got I got two hot boy questions. All right, hot boy questions. The first question is: Would you rather get beat up in front of your girl or wife, or in front of your kids? How old and is why? the kids? How old is the kids? Them kids is like seven and eight. They kids. They <laughs> the kids. Kids. <laughs> oh man, that's a I don't know. That's a tough one. I guess I'm gonna if I had to pick, I would probably say. Mm-hmm, that's a tough one because, like, bro, you don't want to get beat up in front of your kids. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, you you the hero. Like, if you get your ass in front of your son and your daughter, saw, it's like might, over. Yeah, it's they gonna be like, we can never go to this nigga again. I might I take. F- I feel like my wife might be able to understand the situation a little. That's bit That's what more. I'm saying, yo. I'm like, <laughs> yo. I feel like my wife will comfort me. She gonna be like, you know what? You she could definitely next will, time. She definitely will. Not that it make it any better, but <laughs> I feel like that. I feel like I'm gonna choose my wife just because of the under, not the even the comfort. She will do that, yeah. but I feel like my wife. Will understand why I got lost yeah. or whatever. Whereas your kids, they right. just watch daddy get his ass whooped. Like and and, and and kids are sponges. Like at that age, like at that they age, they ain't it. never gonna let it go. They're gonna be like, "Yo, my daddy a hoe." <laughs> like, facts, no, no facts, and, and you gonna hear about it. Like they gonna be telling you, like he might be 12, 13. You like, he might be thinking he big enough. To- <laughs> I do you, I do you like that dude. Did you when I was eight, pops? It gotta be my wife though. I remember I saw something today where a girl was like, "Yeah, my boyfriend get beat up in front of me. I'm leaving his ass." She's like, "I'm, I'm gonna help him," but after that, we gotta like go our separate way. I'm like, "Damn, yeah. like the loyalty is gone." Yeah, I don't know about all that. That's crazy. That that's a wicked. That's a wicked. That's but that maybe that's why they, that's why people these days don't don't want to lose fights. And that pride coming in line, that's why the the guns get drawn. They not even gonna lose a fight in front of their girl. They don't wanna mm. lose their girl, maybe. That, that pride you say, right? Mm-hmm. I'ma call this episode prideful, man. <laughs> I'ma <laughs> I'm call it. I'm about to say, all right, so the second hot boy question. So you dated white girls and black girls. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I ain't never really date date no white girl. I had a girl. <laughs> No, I'd be like, oh, for real, I ain't never had no white girlfriend, but like I had like a white girlfriend, but it's like high school. 
you ain't, you know, you're not doing that. Have you slept with a white girl? Oh, yeah. But they were no girlfriends. Uh, okay. <laughs> You've been with both black and white. All right. So, oh, yeah. I, so, I've been so, with all so my, my man's taking this is his past. This is not now. This is all in the past. Factual, actual. Back, back in the day, okay? Yeah. So, excluding the girl you're currently with, uh-huh. if you had to say who had the best box, was it white girls or black girls? Like, are we talking like individuals? Or are we talking like just an overall I'm, generality of race? I'm going to say individuals. So who would you say was your, was your top one? Uh, my my best ever was for sure a black girl. For real? For sure. Like, no cap. For sure. The, the best head I got was definitely from a black girl. Um, what age? It was you? I was grown like... Uh, he was grown. Yeah, like right. over 23, 42... 21. I was is, for sure. Is that grown? It's 20, I wasn't grown. I, wasn't, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. And I look back. I wasn't. But I was. I was. I had plenty sexual encounters to know what was good and bad. Yeah. And she. And I mean, she. I'm. Other, like I said, not including my my current situation. Other than my girl right now. Uh. She. I'm. I'm. I still had post head, and she still rank up there. Like you know what I mean? It's still good. Damn. I thought the white girls were eaters. I mean. Again, that's why I was saying that we talking like gen- general populations or not. Because general, I mean, I don't, I've had, bro, I'm still saying black girls, bro. No cap. I'm still going to say okay, black girls. Okay, because, okay, black girls. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be real. Because even though like white girls are, are known for it and they, and they going to do it, I'm not saying they not or not. It's just the skill don't necessarily ne- got to, going to be there. Like same yeah. with black girls. Like, you know, the skill don't necessarily got going to be there just because they do it. Like, you know what I mean? But. Overall, black girls and my best definitely was a black girl. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No one's some no one's some hot topic. What about you? You ain't never have you ever been with a white woman? Sex no head yes. And her head was crazy. I told you my best head was from a forty five year old white woman named Barbara. Yeah, she went nuts. That Crazy, but again, that might not have nothing. That to was do. A, that was experience. That, might, been, that might have been twenty years of dick sucking experience. That's all though. I was about to say. They ain't got nothing to do with her could, being white or black. Could be. I never had a forty-five. Well, man, I she, had the oldest black girl I ever did. It was like probably like thirty-three. So maybe if I did mess with older black, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I know so there's, there's some old black women that can eat some. I, some I'm trying to tell you now. Look, like, I'm trying to tell you. You hear me? They, they, yeah. I, I don't want to call know. them all out, but I promise you, they all equally didn't. They all equally good. Like it's the the race don't make you good. It's the skill, like the experience or the skill, whatever it is. You know, you can you can teach somebody to, to give you good head and what's good. To, the the next ain't good to the to the other. So that could also be a factor. Would you feel away if your girl was just like, all right, that one performance was hitting? Would you Would you feel away or would you be like, all right, let me see how 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 I can improve next time? Like she when she if she told me that. Like yeah, just say like say like like not uh, like gotta, not not overall, but say yeah, like one night she was just like, ah, oh, that shit was kind of weak. You gotta figure it out. You gotta ask her what what was weak about it. You gotta figure yeah. it out. If it depends, if it's your girl, yeah, definitely. Like if she just like you know, why don't you why don't you be a man and choke me more? Why you be so fucking soft all the time? Exactly. Yeah, then just choke her. What you want to say? <laughs> what did you say that choke her? I'm I choke her. I, I, choke I ain't, her. No, I I ain't choke no, like her. the the actual physical contact. I don't like hitting or nothing crazy like that. But like I choke, yeah, for sure. Like. I ain't yeah, talking about, like, you don't never, choke you the never, you never smacked them one out. time? You never smacked them one time? On the booty. There's a booty never the I face. can't go none of that. She never said smack me real quick? I nah. ain't never. I don't. I think I ain't never heard that. Nobody's ever told me to hit him in the face. That, nah. Not in the face. Nah. 
I mean, this, this, it's, this, a, it's this, definitely not. There's nah. some girls out there that like it. I didn't. Um, I didn't trust me. Not hard. Y'all ain't saying like smack the shit out of the girl. I'm talking yeah. about you know a little. Uh. Same with the choke. Like you don't choke the shit out of her, but you know you yeah, give her a little choke. I, if she told me, I remember one time a girl was like, uh, nigga. <laughs> she was like, I was like, my bad, damn. Nah, yeah, you don't want to choke. Sometimes, too, sometimes, sometimes I mean, sometimes, sometimes you get, get into it. Oh, that, well, yeah. All right, we <laughs> that's go. true. It's, yeah. So 2023, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? I mean, do I believe in people setting goals? Yeah, if that's what that's what a New Year. Yeah, I believe. I don't, the New Year's, bro, that's just a reason for people to set a goal. But I do believe in it. Yeah, I think people should do it, too. Yeah, I mean, I made some resolutions, but I made a video. And I'm not going to post it to the end of the year. Cause I want to see whether I, I hold up to that shit or not. So Yeah, I think that's good. Like I said, I think people should do it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's bettering yourself. That's what, Like, if you having goals to better yourself, you should do that. And it, in my opinion, you don't wait till the New Year. You hear me? That's what I say. That's why I say New Year's resolution, yeah, but. I'll be feeling my birthday, like really my new year. I feel I, I feel like I, I put more stock into resetting on my birthday. Hmm. Especially because I'm about to be 30 soon. So that's like a whole milestone right there. Yeah. But I feel like each birthday, I'm like, all right, this is like my reset time. Huh. I never thought of it that way. I ne- I don't like I don't even think of it as like I just said, like a new year, a new like a I don't think that'd be even as a restart. Um, uh, I just think you should set goals and keep it like keep working towards them. Like, even if you don't achieve them, keep working towards them. Like, you might have a weight loss goal, for instance, and we need, like, yeah, just keep it basic. Like, weight loss, you might lose, keep your goal, keep your goal, keep going. Like, two weeks in, you might have one goal and get discouraged. Like, I want you to keep going. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I think is the positive from that. Like, that's what I think. But you should do that all year round, not just yeah. on New Year. That's what I think. Okay. Any last words, bro? No, I appreciate you for having me. It was good. I I just thank you. It was a good time. That's all. No, I'm happy you had you. I'm happy to have you on. Hopefully, I can have you on again with a mom whenever a mom get free. Try yeah. to get the whole gang in here. We're gonna get something going. We're gonna get it going. Yeah. How many days you here for? I'm here till the weekend. So Friday. Are you out here? Yeah. Three, four days. Four days. PTO. Three. Yes, sir. PTO me. Okay. Yes, <laughs> sir. All right, this is my boy Savage. Again, always keep it real, man. Keep it real with your people, your loved ones, but most importantly, keep it real with yourself. It's your boy Trader Realist. I'm out. Peace. All right, let's keep it on real quick. All right, so this is kind of like the after hours of it. It's like a little short video. I do like 10, 15 minutes. Bet. But uh, how was the experience? Was it what you expected? Was you nervous? Uh, I, w- I definitely went nervous. You know, we was chilling. It was like, hell, we had we had conversations. Before, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked for hours before. So crazy conversations, yeah. So, so it was all good. I went nervous at all. You did a good job, was, you know, at all that, but. I mean, it was it ain't when we wouldn't normally doing anyway, so I wasn't I wasn't nervous at all, no. Nah, but I definitely was excited. Um, 
this equipment is good as hell. So I was I wasn't expecting this to be so nice. You know, it didn't look so nice. Like, yeah, watching, I mean, you watching know, getting your stuff going. But you know, yeah. it's, it's a new setup now. So you know, I upgraded a little bit at a time. You know, I finally have like you know three cameras. So we're gonna see how it turns out. Hopefully, it all comes out good. But yeah, I, think I, it's I felt be like nice. I wasn't looking at the camera enough too. Like I wasn't like we was talking. Me, so I was me, looking me at neither. You. But this is the first episode, so this is my tester video. You know, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna help me grow. We're going to see, and honestly, I feel like people really want to just be in on the conversation. They don't want yeah. it to be like, yeah, so about school and yeah, about nah. Deion. You know, people want to, wants to be like, all right, we, we're like a fly on the wall kind of thing. Yeah. And then with that being said, we more, yeah, as you just explained, it's just going to get better because even if they're looking at you, it's like the angle still hitting yeah. them to where they see the face and see the expression. And I, of the and I put them at certain angles. I kept having you there to go different places so it could kind of still be yeah. like, nah, like like spot on, you know, in a way. So. Nah, in fact, I, like I said, I wasn't even expecting to be this nice. So this dope. Like again, not saying I didn't expect it to be nice, but shoot, nah, it's cool. You talking shit? It's cool. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like you, I just know you. You slowly building it by yourself, and that's how you know. Like you say, you guys, that small goals and keep keep kicking at them. So I'm trying to be consistent, man. Like I was telling you earlier, like I like I took a break for about two or three months because like my last guests were so good and it just I wanna put out quality content. I just don't wanna be like you said, like some some of my conversations might not be relatable to everybody. I wanna make this a relatable podcast. Like you said, not everybody wanna hear about oh relationship goals or yeah. shit like that, but I try to at least hit topics for at least all people of different ages, different audiences, different things like that. Uh, it's interesting to me because I feel like even though I say I hate going out and being social, whenever I do meet up with my friends, I love it, man. Like, oh God. I read, read I'm the same way. It. I'm the same way. I'm a real homebody, but every time, you know, you go out, you get that energy. It's good. It's the energy. When it, when the energy good, I feel like that's, it's, um, it's just positive. It's more uplifting. It, it even if you were tired, you know, you get the you get the social from that good energy, and you kind of like uplifted. It kind of like gives you literal energy in a sense. Like you know what I'm saying? But, like you, we were talking, you were saying earlier about the whole like butterflies. Like I was telling you earlier, like yeah, I had a few friends where like, I haven't seen for a while. Like Ryan and mine, those two those two episodes, my homegirl Hakia. It was just like I was kind of nervous seeing them because I haven't seen them in so long. I ain't know whether personalities change, whether we still glued or clicked. But it's like as soon as we got together, it was just like, yo, perfect like chemistry. Never, yeah, like it never changed. That's, so that's, that's good energy. You always get like, I feel like butterflies isn't always a bad thing. I feel like, I feel like sometimes a lot of times butterflies is a good thing. It means you're breaking through something. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. You're coming over some type of nervousness. Whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it is, you're coming over some type of nervousness. So I do like, I like I said, I hate to say it, but like, you know, you get the butterflies. So yeah, it's a good thing. What's your plans for the rest of the night? You going out tonight? Uh, I don't got no plans particularly. Uh, I'm chilling. Like I said, I'm just going to be here relaxing. But it was something mentioned about maybe stepping out. Uh, I went out of Houston. so you know. how, was, how was Houston? How was that trip? It was good, bro. It was fun. Um, the food? I, never, I heard the food is like the top notch. <laughs> I had some good food. We went to some. We went to Mastro Steakhouse or something like that. That place was fire. Um then we went to uh, Grace's, a place called Grace's that has some good food there. So all we went to all the good, like the high rated spots. Let I it remember say. one time I went there with a, we went there with Lewis. His sister was having like a cheerleader competition, 
I forgot what the thing is called. Galveston. Yeah. Yep, Galveston. Yep. So we went out there and we stopped by like the University of Houston. They had like this chicken shop next to it. And the, literally the chicken we was eating was like walking by our feet. Like they yep. literally had like a chicken coop right next to the damn chicken house. And I was just like, yo. That's like on some slaughterhouse. No one of this shit is so good. It's fresh. So you want to hear some, you want to <laughs> hear some stuff that you get out in the Midwest? What? Exactly what you just said. You can get that like uh, with steak. So like, you don't pick your cow, so to speak, but like the cattle that's out on the farm, mm -hmm. it's it's rest. It's like a it's a it's a popular restaurant that like you literally the slaughterhouse is across the street from the restaurant, and the cattle is grown on the same like farm as the um, slaughterhouse. So like mm -hmm. all the cattle in the slaughterhouse is across the street from the restaurant where you order, and it's like a steakhouse. It's known for like really good steak, apparently. So <laughs> that's wicked. Go. That's that's one thing about Missouri. They be making their own shit. Like they, like I remember they was making like beef jerky in the dorms. Like they had like a like a, a jerkinator or something. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Like yeah, they was drying the yeah, meat out. Yeah, like they went they went hunting and they had like a whole thing in their dorm. I'm just like, yo, y'all are really dedicated. Like deer jerky boy, they do it all out there. I, I ain't got into it, but definitely like no, nah, yeah, deer meat, all that. Like, you never been hunting before? Nah, I ain't never been hunting. So my dad gave me one advice before I left home. He said. Don't go hunting with no white, white boys. White boys. Oh, yeah, that's a good advice. Hey, you want to know what's so funny? Uh, G, G uh, Gary Baker, we went to uh, school with him. It was funny. Like, he always asked me to go uh, hunting with him. I was like, nah, they used to go duck hunting or something like yeah. that. I was like, nah, I'm not I'm not with it. And then one day he was finally like, man, why you never go duck hunting with us, man? Like, why you never go out? And I pretty much told him the exact same thing my dad told me. And he was like, you know what? Your dad's smart. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, that's, right. that's, that's real. Cause white boys play different, man. They, and the they, thing they, is, and they, and they, I don't even want to talk about it because it probably didn't happen. But like, they get out there and, and you know off you, and it's like, well, he was in my line of fire. And they, you know they even saying they like Missouri country. Like, he was in my line of fire. Awesome. I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's why I, I ain't playing with him, man. Like, I was about to say I be at my home chilling. Yeah, I don't do the hunting. I don't do. I don't look. I don't, I'm an advocate of owning your gun. You know, protect yourself or whatever you want to do. But. Nah, Brandon, like, question: Have you ever done done, done mushrooms before? Yeah, uh, <laughs> in my past, I've I've definitely done that. Definitely. What was your experience? Like, I, want, I actually want to. I want to. I keep saying I want to try it, but I'm like so scary. But like, what was your experience? With was it a bad trip, a good trip? Oh uh, no, nah, I'm um. So I've never like technically had like one of them bad trips that people speak of. Have I like um like lost like you know you like kind of look like kind of lose the sense of reality like you kind of see what like i don't know i've had like uh i've had that happen like you know what i mean i but, heard I, I heard that will give you an ego death you know what i'm saying i, I really want to hmm. experience it no either either is that or something called ashwa i forgot what it's called but it's some type of drug where it's like it will literally take you to a place where you'll be like not that nothing nothing matters but you'll be like yo like the things i thought were problems aren't problems i can't see that happen it didn't do that to me but I can, yeah, I can see that hundred percent. I can see how it would like let you uh, get a different perspective of reality, hundred percent. Like you might view reality a little bit different if you like, you know, tripped a little bit. There was a documentary on uh, Netflix where they were showing that mushrooms or microdosing was like a magical cure, like for herbs hmm. back in the day, where it was just like they was like doing it for like people with like different diseases, like diabetics, and it was like pretty much. Curing, I said it wrong. I, I mis mis misquoted. It was pretty much curing addiction. So say like if you was a chain smoker, 
if you was to pretty much take the mushroom, you will take it in like a pretty much a secure facility and you will have a doctor pretty much walk you through the whole trip. You know what I'm saying? So you're not like you're by yourself yeah. in your house tripping balls and shit like that. Yeah. So it was like, you know, you had somebody guiding you through it and pretty much it's like if when you're taking a mushroom, you have to take it with a purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm I, saying? I kind of agree. I mean. So it was like almost like he had to take the person like micro dose like two or three times and he was like, I, I never wanted to smoke again or I didn't want to do this at a third. And it didn't start getting bad until, you know, the whole hippie movement and shit uh-huh. like that. And it was our goal, like go against war and, you know. Of course, they want to have money in the war. Yeah. So they started pay, paying the doctors to be like, hey, this is like a a, a menace a menace drug or I forgot whatever grade drug it is. See, I didn't, I didn't know that. I, I mean, a lot of drugs and stuff start off like that, like, you know, legal or whatever, end up doing it. But I didn't know that they did that. Um, but I definitely know for – I can see how it would definitely change, like, your complete view of reality. And as far as, like – you, you say take it with a purpose. I don't. Like, I don't want to like, say you gotta take it for a purpose. I would say I'm just being a back, good headspace. Back then, you know uh, what I'm saying. I'm talking about back then for, for okay. medical reasons. Like now, okay. I feel like it's like for. I get you now for the mental experience. Yeah, but okay. back then it was more for like all right. This is for like dietary reasons. Like they say, the like people who be micro microdose like nowadays, like they feel better naturally you know what i'm saying like i, I forgot how how it works but it's just like there are benefits to microdosing, not yeah. going all crazy and like a whole bag of mushroom type shit but like yeah. i can see it's i can see how it be benefits i can see how it stimulates your mind a little bit differently than what you like say if you don't read x amount of books daily or you don't um look into and use your brain like use that part of your brain on a daily basis i can even see how maybe microdosing will help you do that like you know what i'm saying help you utilize that part of your brain that's probably not being used as much so i'm all i i definitely see how that would be benefit but same with like how they had the the doctor or whatever to coach them through it i would just have somebody there with you, you know what I mean? Good, good energy. Expert, any like somebody that has experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it is good energy, and and that's all. Like that, that's what I would recommend. Is it's it true that you can see somebody's aura? Where like like I've like never say, I've like never say if you're by somebody and they have like a bad they have like bad vibes, you can oh, see yeah. their bad vibes oh, type shit. I don't know if you can. Yeah, you can, but it's not bad or like you can see the energy. Like I do think you can't physically see it. But you can feel the energy. Like you can, like you say, if you come, if you tripping and you sedated under the influence of whatever, um, psychedelic mushrooms in this case, and you, I don't know about microdosing, but you dose, meaning like you do enough, you for sure will feel the energy. Like if someone came in this room with malicious intent, he wouldn't have to say a word. You will feel it. You know what's so crazy? This is even this is in a smaller sense, but it's, I don't know why I was just start thinking of it. So there was like a little like a little fly in my, in my apartment flying around, <laughs> and like literally, it was coming treasurely towards me. But I can tell it didn't know know where I was at. It was like kind of dark and whatever, but I, I can see it, and like I had every intention of killing it. You know, definitely when you swap swap for it, but it was coming to me and it literally stopped. It's already just like 
going the other way. And I, and I felt like it felt my murderous intent. Huh. Like, low-key, I really felt that. I was just like, because the whole time I was like, oh, I'm about to kill. Because it was coming like, you know when you can really kill a fly where it's like, yeah. all right, I'm about to catch it slipping. But it was just like, huh? Like, all right, let me go to yeah. this other way. I feel like some bad vibes yeah. over there. It might be. Shoot, I definitely... Look, I ain't, I, I'm a believer, like, especially when you under the influence of those type of hallucinogens, energy's real. Yeah. For sure, for sure. All right, we ending on this, man. I appreciate you coming through. Thank you for having me, bro. Yes, sir.